congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The devil will always tell you that you're right. That the thoughts of your heart are proper and right. That how you view God is correct. How you treat your neighbor, your spouse, um, your loved ones, that's right too. The devil will always tell you, way to go. You're doing great. Don't change a thing. It was the, the expert in the law who sought to justify himself two weeks ago. It was Martha last week. The disciples come and they ask Jesus, teach us to pray just like John's taught his disciples how to pray. Well, Jesus isn't going to teach the way that John taught. It's not going to be the same way. When Jesus teaches to pray, he says, you say these words. Father, that we could approach God as Father is a doctrinal truth that would never come from the devil. No, you see, the devil would want God to be somebody who's very, very far away from you. Somebody who's not even approachable by you. But Jesus teaches that we can approach God as a child approaches a father. That God has this intimate relationship with you and with me. And that as we approach God, and he invites us to approach him as a father, so then he provides for us. He provides everything that's needed for us for this life. And that's how the prayer began. And then it goes on to, hallowed be your name. Now we know that the name of God is hallowed. It is holy, even without our prayers. But in this prayer, we would pray that his name would be hallowed among us, that we would keep his name holy among us. And that that holy name among us would then cause us to live lives of holiness. This is the content of the prayer that Jesus teaches. Once again, the mystery of the Word made flesh is manifest in Jesus providing the manner in which to pray. If the content of the teaching is prayer, well then Jesus is prayer made flesh. He is the underlying content of all prayer. Good prayer, righteous prayer, godly prayer, because it is from God and not from us. It is God causing in us prayer 
that's a whole lot different than what the devil would have. The devil would have you to think that, well, prayer just comes from within you. What your desires are and what your needs are, what your perceived needs are. And then pray those things. And then get very, very upset when God doesn't answer them in accordance with your will. That's the devil. But the prayer that Jesus preaches and teaches is an incarnational prayer where he himself will be present in you in this prayer, where the pouring out of the Holy Spirit comes upon us through this godly prayer from God himself. Give us each day our daily bread. God certainly gives us and all people, even the evil, God rains down daily bread on all of us. But we pray in this petition, and as we pray in this petition, we acknowledge where all good things come from. All good things come from God. And we acknowledge that these good things, everything good for us, all that we need for this life, all that we need to sustain this life, house and home, spouse and children, um, goods and, and services, all the things are from God and He provides them to us daily. And so we then, in this prayer, acknowledge God as the source of all things that are good. We don't do as the devil would have us do and acknowledge ourselves for being able or having brought forth all of these good things. It is not by our ability that we have achieved and earned daily bread, but it is by God's grace and goodness that it is meted out unto us. Forgive us our sins. We pray in this petition that God would not hold our sins against us but that he would instead, through his son Jesus Christ, forgive us of all of our sins, and that this sin would no longer be a thing that separates us from God as our heavenly Father. Lead us not into temptation. Well, God doesn't tempt anyone, we know that. But we pray in this petition that the temptations of the world and the flesh and of the devil would not overpower us or overcome us, but that in the midst of these daily temptations that come from Satan, that we might be protected by God in, and, in them and through them, and that we would be able to stave off the attacks of the evil foe only by the power of God through the incarnation of himself in us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, as the Word, as this Word, this Word made flesh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as He now comes to us through Word and sacrament, now gives us the means by which we can be the thing that God wants us to be, and He creates it through His Son, Jesus Christ, righteous, forgiven, and redeemed. 
Now, if you're like me, sometimes we listen to the devil way too much. And in this prayer, we come to the realization that God, God comes to us and he redeems us. He defeats the sin in us through his son, Jesus Christ. He defeats the devil, that tempter in our lives. And that this power of the devil now no longer has power and mastery over us because of this great goodness of God in the flesh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He stands in front of us day after day. And by the Lord's prayer and as he teaches us to pray, we come to the realization that God in the flesh is among us and with us. He's here on earth right now through word, through the sacrament of your baptism, and through the sacrament of Christ's body and blood and with and under bread and wine. And now, now we know how to pray. Jesus goes on to say that which among you, if a child asked a father, would the father, if the child asked for a fish, would instead, would the father instead give him a serpent? That doesn't make any sense, does it? And if a child asked for an egg, the father would give him a scorpion. It's not right. Jesus says even evil people know how to give good gifts. So how much more now, your Father, and you can call God Father, because of your relationship, because of God's relationship with you through His Son, Jesus Christ, how much more now will that your Father in Heaven give you everything that is good and needed for salvation, for this life, the reality is this. Our prayer encompasses everything. When God is in us through his word and by the sacraments, our prayer is our life. It is our vocation. We just confess, well, we confess thought, word, and deed, don't we? That we've sinned in thought, word, and deed. Well, now in prayer then, thought, word, and deed becomes this holy thing for God and us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So your job is a prayer to God. It is a communication that God is your God and that Jesus is your Savior and that this vocation, your job, is God-given and a daily bread that He pours out on you. Your relationships are a prayer. They are a communication to God that your relationship with your spouse is holy because of God through Jesus Christ. Everything, everything is a prayer. That's why the Apostle Paul is able to say, pray without ceasing. Because life is prayer. Life is a communication to God of whose you are 
And your life then is a communication to others so that they will know that Jesus is the Christ and you glorify him as the son of the living God. Amen. There's peace. It passes human understanding. It guards your heart and your mind, always never focused on your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.